Hey, what's up? So, Avalanche. Let's talk about it. What's, what's an avalanche? The snow comes down real fast, fierce, gains momentum. But I'm not talking about the natural disaster. Or if it's not really a disaster, I guess, if no one's around. But anyways, avalanche. What is it? You've heard about it. Now you're going to hear some more. It's an open source platform for launching decentralized finance applications, right? DeFi. That's what you want. Developers who build on Avalanche can easily create powerful, reliable, secure applications and custom blockchain networks with complex rule sets or build an existing private or public subnet. Right. I think what you should do right now is stop what you're doing. Even if it's listening to this podcast, stop, pull over, go to the gas station if you need to go to a subway. There's a subway like everywhere. There's always a subway. All right. Right, there's always a Kroger. Just stop in a parking lot somewhere. Go to avalabs.org to learn more. All right, stop. Go to avalabs. That's A V A Labs, L A B S.org. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. It's a Bitcoin Podcast. Everybody, yo, 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 welcome back to the Bitcoin podcast. Was that hype? Was that, was that hype beast, Jesse? That was, that was hype beast. I miss your sound yeah, I, I miss it. You know, I miss it too. Um, you know, yeah, I can't get, get it, it to work, bro. I can't get <laughs> it to work, man. I'm trying. I'm really trying. I can get it to work for me. But I can't yeah. get it to work for everybody. Like you guys won't hear it, so you know, you, you know, you just it sucks. I know, but you know, we're we're making it through. Welcome everyone to episode number three hundred and thirty. <laughs> this is the Bitcoin Podcast, baby. Um, Damn, 330 episodes of a weekly show is like years, my man. Yeah, it's many years. Bro, I think I'm going <laughs> to play um, that Boys to Men song whenever, if I ever stop making the show, you know, and it's like, how do I say goodbye to yesterday? You know that sad ass <laughs> song that Boys to Men has? No, but okay. You don't know Boys to Men? I know who Boys to Men are. I I just don't recognize that song. I might if you played it for me. Okay, I'll, I'll have to play it for you after the show. Um, so I'm the host that talks first, Demetric. 
And I'm the younger version of both other hosts. <laughs> yes. He's the he's the evolution of hosting the Bitcoin podcast. That's correct. What are you talking about? You, <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> you laughing at your own jokes now, Jesse. That's no, I'm watching the news articles go by. It is, I don't know. It's all good. Uh, yeah, so if this is your first time listening to the Bitcoin podcast, uh, you've been missing out. Uh, so when it comes to crypto shows, we're the best. Um, and you've been looking into other things and, you know, uh, you know, hold up. Let's, I'm going to suck my own. I'm, we're going to suck our own D's here for a second, Jesse. Uh, we're on okay. all the top crypto podcast lists. I just Googled this the other day. I was like, man, like what's up with this? So then I Googled it and we're there. And we're usually wow. in top five, which is good, which means that wow. we know what we're talking and doing over here, man, at the Bitcoin podcast. <laughs> um, so we don't just talk about Bitcoin, but those of you who are new to this shit. All right. Let me put put you on some fucking game. All right. So it used to be just Bitcoin. And if you were talking about. The lowercase b, you were talking about the cryptocurrency. You were talking about the uppercase b, you were talking about the technology behind it, right? So we keep the Bitcoin podcast as an homage, if you will, to what things were in the yesteryear. But we talk about Bitcoin, we talk about Ether, we talk about all kinds of stuff. We talked about Avalanche before. We talk about, we've interviewed everyone from all these different projects. We talk about whatever. So welcome to crypto. Welcome to the show for the new people, for the old people. You know, thanks for show, sticking around. All right. What are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I actually looked up some articles to talk okay. about today, but they were not price related. They were not anything typical. I was looking up uh, the the people who are working on merging healthcare data mm -hmm. with the with the ability to store basically um, medical records on a blockchain. Ooh, and I was looking that, to see ooh. what other projects people were working on and how far they've gotten and, and traction and maybe hurdles that they've come across because I'm looking to do something similar. So, what was you find? I found out, I posted an article in Slack and it has to do with um, a young lady who tried to do actually just that back in 2016, maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, she capitalized on the boom, offered a token. I think the project was, uh, the intent was to put all the medical records of patients on the blockchain, on her own personal, basically the, the project's blockchain. But what she didn't realize and what I didn't know was that medical records are actually not owned by the patient themselves, but actually the hospital. And so there were legal hurdles that, you know, were just beyond the scope of the project she intended on, on starting that she encountered. So basically it sounds like she run, ran an ICO, she got some money and I think she's been working on, I don't know how much she's been working on it lately. But I mean, she's still got that, I think, on her title. But I, I you know, it would be nice to bring her on an interview to ask her, you know, how are things going? Because I, I am curious. What was the name of it? It was uh, Patientory. It's actually based out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Patientory. Is this a black chick? Yeah. 
We interviewed her. Okay. We interviewed her on um, announcements. Okay. It didn't go too well. It didn't? It did like, not go too well. Tell me about what happened. Um, I just remember Corey did. Corey actually interviewed this woman. And I just remember uh-huh. he was not too impressed with her knowledge of how data actually gets stored on the blockchain. Yeah. So I think that's that's or does does not get stored on the blockchain should be the better way of putting yeah. it because you can't put a lot on there. So you know, um, we can get her back. You know, let's see. Oh, uh, OK. Yeah. I just, you know, I was just poking around to see what other projects like there's like 10. There's there's a quite a there are quite a few of them that try to tackle it from different mm-hmm. angles. There was one that we interviewed for announcements, and I think went really well. Um, I can I can't remember off the top of my name because we just did so many announcements back then. But um, I mean, there's some there's obviously opportunity there, but as I feel like HIPAA laws are so so yeah. so entrenched in society that it's going to be really hard to not usurp those laws but build something that accommodates those laws that's also functional Mm. right that's i think that's the hiccups that we're looking for but yeah i I, i'm not seeing that there were any i mean there are tech hurdles but like i think there's a lot of regulation that i didn't realize was was involved yeah but not to segue, but to segue, what about this price, bro? Are you excited or what? Like, are your pants getting tight? Because mine are getting pretty tight, bro. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, let me tell you something. And it's not just because, like, usually around this time, my pants are getting tight because of Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving hasn't even happened yet, bro. My pants are getting tight for other reasons. You think it's going to hit uh, $300,000 by what is uh, what are what are people's predictions for the people price? People are getting pretty wild with this shit. I heard somebody put two hundred eighty five grand by twenty twenty one, and I was like, "You yeah. stupid bitch! You're such a yeah. stupid bitch for saying something like that." And then, <laughs> no I'm kidding, I don't talk that abrasively. Jesus Christ, golly, who do you think I am, Jesse? But I told this man in my head, like that is a dumb prediction. I think we will maybe kiss. Maybe a little kiss a little bit, you know, flirt with the hundred thousand dollar price, uh, because if you do look historically at that stock to flow model that the guy built that everybody knows with the rainbow dots, I mean, it's very accurate so far and no, 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 nothing different is happening. Jesse, we had the happening. Now we're having these liquidity events. There's, a, there's no more liquidity. Right. So something's got to bust this shit, bust it wide open. Right. And it's either going to be a significant price drop or a significant price increase. But we've also seen in the past. And I do know that what's that stupid ass saying that past performance is not indicative of future gains or whatever those stupid people say. But let me tell you something. When there's only like so much Bitcoin left and then there's articles like PayPal is just buying the shit out of some Bitcoin to satisfy their customers here in the U.S., and Square the same, and Robinhood the same, it kind of feels like we're going to run into a situation where, okay, in order to please everyone, the purchasing power of Bitcoin is going to just have to increase. That's really the only way to please everyone, right? 
Mm. Let's just, let's just think just, about it. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. I just, I guess it's just how far are you willing to speculate beyond reason that the price will jump? Beyond because honestly, oh, honestly, okay. I don't, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting 20K before next year. I don't think I was either. I think if you go back in our conversations, I knew it would get high this year and I knew it would happen around this time. But yeah. if if history is also repeating itself, then January is going to be a phenomenal month at the end of January. And then March, at the end of March, at the middle of March, we just start to see two fantastic months for both Bitcoin and Ether. We're going to see a drop going into summer. And then there's always this late summer little biggity, biggity bounce so, um, you know, like there is a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going, a lot of stuff, a little brewing here. So um, we also have Ether is going to run into some liquidity events because all this Ether is now being locked and staked into ETH 2.0. I believe that contract is 50 percent of what it needs to be already. So I think we're going to see some crazy ass shit. Jess, I think I think I'm going to get a fucking boat, bro. I think I'm going to get a boat. A boat? Yeah. It's like yeah. no water around you. You are so? <laughs> you gotta put it right outside. A boat is the, the ultimate lot. status symbol, bro. If you're like I mean, okay. No I'm yeah. kidding. I don't care about status, quite obviously. But I do care <laughs> it's about just like you not get a boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting a fucking boat. Who wants a fucking boat? Um <laughs> Nobody wants a boat. What are you going to get with your monies, bro? Nothing. <laughs> you going to get anything? I know you, bro. Yeah. You're going to get hookers and cocaine. What? No, you know what? I might, I might, uh, I might, like, I think we talked about this before. If I get to a certain number, I'm definitely going to explore opportunities during, you know, essentially the gap year between after I take this exam and when I potentially get admitted and hopefully, yeah. you know, we'll see projects that's, might come back. That's street slang gap year is street slang for hookers and cocaine. For those of you oh listening. My God. Yeah. Gap year. Get out of here. What if it was more literal than that? What if gap year meant you're only going to shop at the gap for that year while you <laughs> to save money? You only you save money at the gap. What do you mean? It's like thirty. It's like three shirts for thirty bucks and shit like that. There's always people in there Christmas shopping with their little. And then what's fun is like the people that work there. They have little fucking things in their ear, like they work for the Secret Service, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah. uh huh, promotion, promotion on socks. Yeah, okay, sir, we're having a promotion on socks over there." And you're like, "What the fuck are y'all doing? Like, full clothes." Like, I got this. I'm good. I know my size. I know the colors that I like. You don't have to like yeah. secret service me into buying more shit. Like, you think things are going to be different? Like with COVID, people are going to be wearing masks and stuff. But do you think things are going to get as crowded as they once were? In malls, like in, especially. Oh, like Black Friday shopping and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only in the stupid areas of America, and the <laughs> world. I mean, like, there's that's the thing is people don't realize. I think the U.S. is really good at putting its shit out there. But the, wow. the same idiocy exists all throughout the world. There's COVIDians all over the place, right? They're in Europe, they're in Germany, they're in Switzerland, they're in Asian uh, countries as well. 
like an Indian shit. Like everybody around is like, what? I'm not wearing a mask. This is atrocity. You might as well be the SS coming into my town, taking up the Jews, asking me to wear a mask. And it's like, bro, shut the fuck up, you fucking idiot. Like, and so that's 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 worldwide. It's just that the U.S. gets this. Well, we're also leading like we're winning in it. Right. Like we like to win and we're currently winning in the number of cases and deaths. So like that's what it is. But it's all over the world. Covid idiots. I love that term. No, but like malls across America, you know, like they're really struggling. They've been struggling for year for years. Oh, I'm waiting for them all to go down, bro. Can't stand. You're gonna malls. buy a mall. You could buy a mall instead of a boat. I could buy a mall, bro. You know what? I actually want to do this is a super dream of mine. If I ever become Jerry Jones rich, I want to fucking buy a mall, and I want it to be an augmented reality, virtual reality there fighting fighting ground. Like wow. we're, we're esports players, but I want to actually invent the esports athlete, not the people that just do the clicks, but somebody who is both athletic and good with clicks. So like this game that exists and like the production value is through the roof, but it can afford to be through the roof because billions of people are watching it all over the planet. And you just like it's just like this is a virtual. It's like Running Man. Yeah. Running you Man. That movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Vaguely. You don't. No. It's OK. Nope. But anyways, okay. it's got that kind of production value, but it's like virtual reality and augmented reality. It's just this arena and then like different malls. Then I get a whole league going. I get some other rich people. I'll be like, hey, yo, Jerry, I'm rich like you now since we're boys and whatever. Why don't you buy them all? And then we can have a league of esports athletes all over the country. And then the championship is going to be in the Mall of America because obviously. And then, oh, my God. It's just it's just. You should moment. talk to, uh, what is it, the UFC guy, Dana? Fuck that guy. I hate him. What? Yeah, I okay. can't stand him. Why? I can't stand him. Um, are we really gonna get political here, Jesse? Are we gonna get political? Uh, uh, we're, we're gonna take it there. He's like a he's like a very avid Trump supporter, and anybody who is an avid Trump supporter at this point in time, I consider the world's biggest fucking idiot. So uh, I can't I can't be involved with that kind of idiocy. I can't. I didn't know that. Yeah, like he's he's very very open and upfront about it, and uh, that's stupid to me. That's a stupid person. So. If you are a Trump supporter and you're listening to this now and you're disappointed in me, stop listening to my show. I don't give a fuck, you fucking retard. <laughs> stop listening and tell all your friends to stop listening because I don't want to be associated with your stupid bullshit, you fucking idiot. All right, so now let's get back to the show real quick. <laughs> um, so let's talk about this SoftBank CEO sold Bitcoin at $130 million loss. After getting too distracted. I don't know what that means, but I don't know how you get distracted from money that hard. Like, are you just dealing with that much money every day that you just forget about money? And you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Oh, shit, That's I need to sell that Bitcoin. <laughs> That's multiple malls. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's my dream right there. He lost my dream because he got distracted. He got distracted. Anyways. So obviously, there's a buzz going on because we're 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 hitting the front of a bull market here. Um, here's a bit of advice: hashtag not investment advice. Oh wait, sorry. Hashtag if you are a Trump follower, this is investment advice. Sell everything you own and buy Bitcoin right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This is that was a joke. It was a joke, obviously. All right. So, anyways. Um, 
this isn't investment advice, but it's just good life advice, I think. And that is in these bull markets. If you don't go into it with financial objectives that you want to complete, then all you're going to end up is a coming out on the other side in this misty fog, this misty haze of, oh, I should have sold or, oh, I should have this or, oh, I should have that. You need to stop what you're doing right now and start playing with numbers in such a way that you meet the goals that you'd like to meet financially in the real world where it has an effect on you and your loved ones. And when you meet those numbers, you enact those plans, right? When that price goes up and you're like, ah, oh, man, I've hit my objective, but if I wait just a little bit longer, I can get that Maserati or I wait just a little bit longer, I can get that Porsche or I wait just a little bit longer. You're never going to be disappointed in yourself for selling and increasing your purchasing power in whatever local region of the world you're in in order to complete a goal, whether it's buying a home, buying a car, um, getting hookers and cocaine like like Jesse, like whatever your goals may be. You're oh never going to be upset at yourself for satisfying those goals. You will be upset at yourself if you don't do anything and you end up just a little bit better, but kind of in the exact same position where you're holding on to a bunch of assets, but you never liquidated them to make any um, visual or spiritual changes in your life. And you're just in that another. And then the next bear market isn't going to be four years long like this one has almost been. It's actually going to be probably eight years long. And then you're really fucked. Right. So <laughs> so just make the objectives, meet the objectives and be happy with your decisions. And so that is that. Jesse, do you have anything to add to that? Mm. That was pretty good. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's off the dome, bro. I'm a freestyle. I should be a freestyle rapper. I, think I, can do it. I mean, you should be a comedian, but we've already talked about this. I can't be a comedian, bro. I can't bomb. I can't be up there and bomb. You can, I, can. I believe. I bomb. I bomb a lot, so it's okay. But um, it's too. I don't have enough financial freedom right now at this point in my life. Well, no, I could. I could just cut it and be a comedian like right now. Fuck it. You heard it here first. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't do that. Um, hey, Trump. You might. Exp- of buying them all you know a few years from now yeah hey trump supporter you out there still listening still butthurt stop listening turn my fucking show off and unsubscribe to it all right now let's keep (laughs) let's keep going (laughs) huh very polarizing i am that's not no i'm not polarizing i'm tired of this shit i'm tired of this mccarthyan politics that this fucker's been doing for six years no one's polarizing but him He's a fucking douche. The people that follow him are fucking idiots and also douchebags. And they need to go fuck themselves for a long time. They need to go hide in a closet, think about their crimes against humanity, shut the fuck up, and be idiots. All what right. if what if people what if people voted for him because they are conservative, but they didn't necessarily He's not conservative. Him. He spent more money in four years than any president has ever spent. He's not a conservative. He's hijacked the party. He's not Republican. It's just the Trump party. You're just fucking idiots. You got conned by a con man. You need to go away. Just voted for Trump, not necessarily Republicans. No, I'm talking about people who support Trump. There's a lot of people who voted for Trump just because they thought they were voting for a Republican. Those people. So really, you just don't like people who like Trump. Yes, yes, those people, those people specifically. So this is like not even politics related. It's just like you don't like people. 
who like Trump. Yes, this is sure, sure. If you like Trump, I don't like you. And you can be the nicest person on the planet. So I guess that means I also hate his family. So what if his family doesn't like him? Then they're cool with me. They're cool with me. Alright, enough of this enough of this stuff. Obviously this election stress is having an effect on me. Man, let's get crazy. back in. Let's get back in crypto. So ETH is also booming price wise. It's like five fifty something like that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's going up. I, I wish strippers to stop start taking crypto, bro. I really do. Why? So they can put the QR codes on their cheeks. I I I don't know what to say. Well, that's because you don't. You've got to imagine the reality. You just when I say something, you don't imagine the reality. You just take it so literal. But like in a world that's actually more safe, because the QR codes are on cheeks. Right, just it's just it's futuristic. It's nice, and then they can have like branded QR codes. You know what I mean? And like, you know, I mean, maybe it's not person. Maybe it's impersonal because you like hold up. I'm gonna tip you, but let me take my phone out first. And then, you know, it's it's different. It's a different world, but I'd like to live in that world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. You don't think it would be dope if you go into the, you know, you go to the titty bar or whatever. You know, it's, you're celebrating, so it's appropriate. You know, it's, it's a big day. Your homeboy's getting married, you know. Yeah. So you gotta, but then you walk in, black lights, bro. Glowing QR codes. Cheeks everywhere. Glowing QR codes on cheeks. Yeah. Like, that's a world I want to live in. <laughs> you should come to Atlanta. I feel it's like, like that? I, I I don't know. You could probably oh. ask club managers. He maybe. says I don't know. He says he says I don't. First makes the recommendation, and then when I ask, oh, what is it? You're like, oh, I don't know. I heard. Oh my god. I heard about the okay. bars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways, let's get back on topic, bro. You keep getting this all all way off topic. Even mean all right whatever <laughs> so uh, so ethereum you lock your ether up into this contract and it creates the so-called beacon chain if you're unfamiliar with the beacon chain so am i so i'm about to fucking destroy this explanation real quick so Corey can get on here and curse me out next week so <laughs> the <laughs> the beacon chain if you're unfamiliar with the word beacon then you stopped reading in the sixth grade but a beacon is a <laughs> essentially a central source of intelligence and information for parties to understand where something is or what something is. It's a beacon. For example, a lighthouse is a beacon. It is a beacon that is designed to pass information to ship drivers, captains of ships to know where the shoreline is. And they see the light and they're like, okay, there's the shoreline. I better start slowing my happy ass down because I don't want to capsize this boat, right? It is a beacon and that beacon transfers information of where the shoreline is, right? So uh, the beacon chain for ether, ether is going to be that as well. And what information that you like to ping to get information from is going to be up to how you write your smart contracts. Um, but what it will do is provide repositories of data um that are on a blockchain um 
that don't go away. So that is my explanation. Corey's going to get on here and lambast me and I'm going to eat that shit up. And I'm going to learn something, Jess. You know, you know, when you say you don't bomb, just like, I feel like when Corey comes on, that that's that's what bombing feels like whenever he like talks to when he shits on for not knowing shit. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not a fucking scientist, bro. I don't know know what you want me to tell you. (laughs) But um, that yeah, that is the equivalent to bombing, I guess. But you bomb like graciously. Like you ask good questions. I'm just like, this is what it is, bitch. Oh, that's wrong. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so ether, um, if you have 32 ether, you can stake it into the beacon chain contract. But I would not do that based upon my words. It's actually not as easy as it seems. Actually, it probably is. You just send your ether to this contract and then that's it. Boom. Uh, there's it's it's happened it's on the ethereum blockchain it's on the beacon chain it's there um, of course when you are staking your crypto you can't use it so it's no longer liquid for you to spend it or invest it or put it into crypto kitties right get that get that tia tequila kitty that's roaming around there for fifteen thousand, right whatever happened to tila tequila i don't know what happened to her what did happen to her? She was like hot for like a month or two, like really, really popular, and then just gone. Hmm. Oh. oh, she got canceled for being a Nazi? Really? She's Asian. She's Asian. <laughs> Hold up, I gotta Google this real quick. Sorry, audience, I don't mean to get this distracted. Tequila, tequila, Nazi. What's going on here? Oh, suspends her account after neo-Nazi tweets, and this is her holding up a Nazi symbol. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Well, that took a path I didn't see this show going. Um, I didn't know... Tequila, tequila was a Nazi now. That's weird how the internet is fucking people up, Jesse. I don't think people can handle this internet shit. Yeah, I don't go on it much. But <laughs> she, she went from like reality person to like porn yeah. star to Nazi? What the fuck kind of story arc is that? She needs to stay her ass off the internet. Like. Anyways. Um. What is what do you say, Alicia? Don't forget that Japan sided with the Nazis. Oh, okay, so she's Japanese. I didn't even know tequila. Tequila is Japanese. Makes is sense. She- well, now it actually kind of makes sense. It's come full circle. She's just wow, world's crazy place. Anyways, Jesse, stop getting us off track. What we were what trying to talk about, <laughs> huh? I, I I don't I don't understand my part in contributing to this derailment. It's just because you don't stop it, and silence oh, okay. is. Compl- if you're silent, you're complicit. I yeah I okay I agree with that. I'll stop you more often. <laughs> you're I, sorry, I forgot. Silence is complete. Com, com, no, you're right. Silence is complicit. Yeah. Silence. Silence means I am technically complicit. I guess I don't know. I don't want to be. 
Let me let me yank you out before you like go down these weird. So, all right, let's talk a little bit more about this stuff. So, I'm just I'm reading straight here uh, from I guess this is the website which has the information about the beacon chain. So I'm just gonna read verbatim here. The Ethereum beacon chain is currently undergoing genesis. Please prepare your validators and send your deposits to join Ethereum 2.0. Fire up one of the beacon chain and validator clients. The main net will support Prism, Lighthouse, Teku, and Nimbus. Uh, please visit the official launch pad for more information on how to deposit. The deposit progress is now at 51.65%. When is Genesis reached? Well, Genesis will occur when enough deposits have been made to deposit to the deposit contract OXOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOOO
Okay, shut the fuck up. We're gonna run this back real quick. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, if that happens, we're fucked. And then, you know, it would be probably be akin to the actual Big Bang of the universe, where right before the Big Bang, there were two really loud words. Oh shit! And then, <laughs> boom! Everything, oh, everything happened. <laughs> I hope that's what it really was like. I hope that God or the entity that made all this, it was just an accident. Like, you know, he's in the chemistry lab just mixing shit up. And then, like, somebody's like, oh, you didn't use that bottle, did you? And you're like, yeah, I used that bottle. That's the fucking... That's that. Those those elements. Like, why wouldn't I use the bottle? It's like, no, no, no. I mislabeled it the other day. I just forgot to put it back. Oh, shit. Boom. Big bang. Got the whole, got the whole universe from, from, from an honest mistake. Yep. What's that date, Alicia? So she's she posted a date. January 3rd, 2021 is supposed to be the date. Like TNT. Uh, the date of what? I guess that's maybe ETH. When ETH 2 goes live, maybe? I don't know. Or maybe like uh, the Mayan calendar stuff all over again. Oh, no, it's definitely Beacon Chain ETH 2.0. <laughs> oh, damn. I was hoping it was the end of the world. <laughs> I was, I was pulling Why? baby. Huh? Ride your boat into the end of the world. Hell yeah. On land. <laughs> My land boat. Not to be confused with land boat. This is a land boat. Okay. Um, all right, all right. Before we get too far off the rails, we need to cut to the interview, and then we need to cut back from the interview. So today we interviewed uh, a marvelous individual, a Bitcoin influencer, a, a crypto Twitter wrangler, if you will, a cosmonaut of crypto community, uh, the one and only Rachel Siegel. You guys might know her as Crypto Finally. Uh, she does lots of emceeing she's been on mtv for heaven's sake she's a crypto person who's been on mtv right she's that means that she's pierced through the tiktoker psyche and she's in that lingo she's in the mix of the tiktokers if you will and tiktokers are the most powerful social media group of people on the planet right now jesse are you a tiktoker am i saying that right I, I guess maybe I don't know. I'm not hip with the young things these yeah. days. I got TikTok one day, and it yeah. took up 85 percent of my screen time that day. So I immediately wow. deleted it. Immediately, immediately. I was right. like, right about. "This is dangerous." This is. I I opened it up and I was like, "Oh, look at this. There's people dancing. There's oh, there's words on the screens. Oh, this is entertaining. There's filters. There's music." Eight hours later, completely zombified, <laughs> eyes dark, hadn't drank water, right? Feeling dusty. Damn. I was like, what's going on here? Oh, my God. I've been on TikTok for eight hours straight. That's enough. I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Wow. So, and then I went into Instagram. So, <laughs> I prefer my thirst traps of the Instagram variety, my friend. So, um, but anyways... Uh, sorry, Rachel. Here she is. Good interview. Chill interview. Jesse was kind of a dick. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, I, Defend yourself. Go ahead. I, I, didn't, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> <laughs> Still. 
here it's, it's good it's splendid sorry here it is hey everybody we're we're back with another another one of the bitcoin podcast interviews uh probably i don't know jesse what would you say are we the best or the best interviewers in crypto i think uh we're one of the best but that's oh, yeah. uh, probably said with a little bias he said one of the best. You're so modest. <laughs> so modest. Well, today we are joined with uh, a Bitcoin influencer, if you will. Uh, Miss Rachel Siegel. Crypto finally on Twitter. If she's still on Twitter, she's been banned from things. But she's she's here today. She's never be banned from the Bitcoin podcast. Welcome to the show, Rachel. How are you? I am doing well. I feel like you guys forewarned me that you were maximum chill, but I did not heed that. Um, <laughs> I am doing well. And of course, still on Twitter, literally you saying that I got banned from it has me opening my phone right now and making sure that I'm still there. So do not do that to me. Um, only emotionally banned, never literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how can you be emotionally banned from something? Um. Yeah. <sighs> internet i don't know um oh. <laughs> that's that's a hard one um sentiment exists uh i mean that's like you know that's a further leap um but sentiment basically if you want to talk about me being banned from things but you did have me go look uh to see if it was literal or not i was like did you just see something this morning that i missed like were they looking for my twitter to introduce me and it was not there anymore i just um, wanted to scare you you really did. Um, I've been posting these uh, Doze dance videos recently, which are just kind of over the top. And, and you worried me because it's just a new thing. And, you know, people don't like change. Are you, do you feel comfortable being called a Bitcoin influencer? That's fine. Um, I, I, I don't fight that term. You know, I, I think that we all have different relationships to what it means to like, you know, be called an influencer. But at the end of the day, like it, it's it's descriptive of the nature. If you so influence the price right now, what's the price going to be in two months? Influence the price. Oh my God. Well, did you see? Okay. So the aforementioned Doge videos, right? Um, I posted those and then 20, 24 hours later, Doge was up 17%. Ah, <laughs> shit. If we just ah, want to get into conspiracy, influence our audience. Do some, no, I'm kidding. I, I, have, I, have a, um, I have a colored history with the term influencer. Um, I don't get it. I'll never get it. I feel like it was just this term that was like uh, it emerged from the Internet ethos. And now we have this new classification of influencer. I've been called an influencer before and I rejected it. I was like, no, how dare you? Uh, how dare you? But anyways, um, how do you even fall into crypto? Like, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, Bitcoin is not that old. So you were probably doing something before Bitcoin existed. You know, like, what was that about? Who's who was Rachel? prior to Bitcoin, prior to crypto? I mean, I was always sort of a wacky character uh, when it comes to like the things that I was involved in. I, I did theater. I worked for a long time for the Blue Man Group. Um, I worked in the production department of the Blue Man Group corporate, um, mm. which was really cool for three years. Uh, all of their commercial and social content uh, went through me. I was a site supervisor of the main production space, you know, light set build, basically everything. Um, 
big shows, uh, Madison Square Garden. We were on ESPN, like a, a lot of things like that. Um, I was doing way more commercial stuff back then. Blue Man Group was obviously like the silliest example because while that's very corporate, it was still, you know, also very much my job to like run into the stage space and scream at like a 45 year old man to get off that pogo stick. Um, so <laughs> that, I've always been doing weird things. Um, then I was a substitute teacher when Blue Man Group was sold to Cirque du Soleil. That was a whole thing. Um, I became a substitute teacher. And then I taught in uh, New York City public schools, K through 12, uh, primarily actually D75, which is the uh, New York City Special Needs District. Um, and I did that for another couple years. And then I was overlapping teaching and starting in crypto. Um, my crypto friends who introduced me were just from a production background. I, I went to consensus um, <laughs> and then that was it. Mm. So like kind of a wacky patched up background for sure. Oof, your bravery is unmatched. Substitute teaching in yeah. New York? <laughs> You're brave. I was, you know, I kind of like the way that I am with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin now. Like I, I was a fun teacher. Like I got along with the kids, but I did not get along with the administrations. Um, the faculty, like the, the schools themselves were were pretty tough for me. Um, I love the kids, though. I miss the kids. I uh, got suspended at one point for not getting into a physical fight with a child. And that was sort of it for me. Like <laughs> that's a oh, yeah. story. Well, yeah. that's the protocol. If a kid is trying to fight you, you're supposed to power bomb them. I was um, told by a judge at the DOE that like he wasn't there in the room and like I didn't control the classroom. I'm like, this kid is jumping. This kid's running. What was I supposed to do, sir? Like, yeah. like literally. Anyway, I, I got I, yeah. That's my grudge. My grudge is just with the system, not the kids. <laughs> mm. See. Yeah, but so then Bitcoin emerged, and uh, here I am. <laughs> The patience just translated over into having to have patience for the crypto community. So, oh yes, oh yes, indeed. Um, you know that's that's kind of my thing too. I you know I do a lot of speaking and stuff like that. I I, I do talks on Bitcoin in the media, portrayals, all this stuff. Um, but I think that a lot of my speaking stuff actually really did come from substitute teaching. You know, if you can get a room of like thirty like children to actually sit down and listen to what you're saying, uh, you can recreate that with grown men. <laughs> facts, big facts. <laughs> how was, how, do, how does that relate to your experience with teaching D? Me? Oh, Oh, I was a teacher, Rachel. I was a teacher for a while. Ah. Um, and she's absolutely right. If you can get teenagers to pay attention when they're sitting in the back of the classroom trying to do dances for Instagram. <laughs> At the time, they didn't have TikTok when I was teaching, but it was no different for Instagram or Snapchat. And you look up and you're like, all right, so we're going to talk about complimentary angles. And there's four teens in the background doing the whoa. And you're like, oh, my God. OK, so you've got to like you just got to work the crowd. It's very true. And then adults are no different. You just it's easy. It's actually easier tools like bringing some bagels. You got the crowd bringing some donuts. You got the crowd throw some some fun size Snickers bars. Boom. You got them. So 
Um, very similar very similar kind of funny hearing you talk about that because I like I was a I was a substitute teacher right and so like I think the role of the substitute teacher walking in is different and I heard you talking about like math right there and I was like wow I don't think you know I ever really taught like a dense math lesson or anything like that Um, because the sub just sort of goes in and like controls the room for a few hours like teaches them what's on the plate for that day Um, but I feel like it was much more of like uh, like, you know, like, how are we going to get through life kind of lesson as opposed to something that you'd read in a textbook. Um, and you just like made me relate that to crypto because I feel like I, I so am like the substitute teacher of crypto, you know, um, <laughs> it's, just, it's sort of talking about like, what's next, what are we actually going to do and what's the situation. So that's something I used to do with the kids is like, I, I'd never really like yell too much. Or if I ever yelled, it was always in show. It was always like, you know, I need everyone to stop because I don't want to have to raise my voice like this. Like, or, <laughs> or listen to me now. I might not be the one who gets you in trouble, but there will be a teacher from your school that will walk in this door and you will get in trouble. I won't <laughs> need to do it. You know, stuff like that. You make like a good um, conference MC. Make a good what? MC for a conference. <laughs> I I am seen only one conference ever. Vitalik was there. Um, I taught him. I taught him how to use the mic. That was fun. <laughs> really cute clip of me and him. He was talking into the mic that wasn't on. I had to run up on stage and be like, "Vitalik, wrong mic." Oh man, I wish I had a clip of that. That that's right. <laughs> I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, Vitalik's cursed me out before. He cursed me out in Mexico. He didn't curse me out, but I guess I was taken aback by how brash he was. He was like having a conversation with some people and I was just going to walk up to him and say like, hey man, you know what's up? And he was like, excuse me, I'm having a conversation. And I was like, damn, my bad, bro. This is a conference. There's people walking around everywhere. Like I didn't know, I didn't know this was such an intimate conversation you were having with these people, but... He, he didn't pay any attention to me at all. I believe that his mother was there and asked him to take a photo with me. So I have a photo of me and him, which is funny because the primary use of that photo right now is scammers who pretend that I work with Vitalik. Um, uh, yeah, it doesn't say, you know, it's like that photo's out there, but it's like, uh, there's a lot of telegram scammers that say like work with Vitalik. It's a picture of me and him. Um, but yeah, that, that did occur. Um <laughs> I don't know if he knew, like, I, when I first got into crypto, I don't know if you guys have seen any of my, like, Bitcoin music videos that I used to make. Um, I did see they were, a couple of them. You, you have seen them. Um, there's, like, a, there's a couple of them that are, like, mostly offline for the most part now. And, like, guys, if you find these on the internet, don't think you're, like, holding it over my head. I know how the internet works. Um, but I made <laughs> one that was pretty trolly with Vitalik in it, right? And I was more or less, like, in let's call it a bikini at the stock exchange and like kind of like superimposed Vitalik and all these funny moments and I always thought about like if he realized that was me when we met <laughs> he probably didn't he was probably thinking about math that's all he ever thinks about I didn't even know he had a mom I thought he was just grown from the follicles of his dad's hair I've never even seen his mom but I've interviewed his dad twice funny story how that works that way uh, Both his parents are in crypto. His mom's in crypto too. Didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I tweeted something like that when I met her, how it's it's almost cooler to be Vitalik's mom than it is to be Vitalik. Like, mm. I believe that fully. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, 
Um, what I was going to ask is, do you ever feel like any sort of onus or responsibility over the fact that whether you like it or not, you've been deemed an influencer and you have to like be careful about the things that you do or say, because there's always an overturn of new crypto people, right? Like, I don't know how many questions I get asked in a year from people I haven't talked to in a decade and a half who are like, hey, man, I just heard about Bitcoin and like, what should I do? Should I sell my house and put my family on the road? Like, let me know. And so like there's new people getting into crypto all the time. And so do you ever feel like you have to take ownership over that that role that they've given you? Yeah, I mean, you know, in some ways, and, and I feel like I've been a little more vocal about that recently. First, I just want to say sorry if there's a sound in the background. My dog is chewing on a bone and I need to get her out of this room. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do definitely feel some ownership for it only because um, of the sector that we're in, to be completely honest. I think that cryptocurrency um, is a dangerous sort of sector when it comes to influence as opposed to, you know, other industries, um, you know, it, art industries, subjective industries, uh, but cryptocurrency, which involves investments, and, and it's a lot of what we talk about on the internet, is where are we putting our money and where our followings are putting their money. Um, so yeah, I do think that it's important that people who have followings, whether or not they're rejecting the term, are mindful of the way that they speak to the audience, because whether or not we like it, you know, people are looking up to and listening to what we have to say. Um, so in that regard, you know, I, I do my best to not, uh, well, I mean, like, do my best. I, I don't chill scam coin um, and, and that thing of the like. Uh, I try to bring light to, you know, issues in the space that I think, um, are wrong and you know just sort of use my voice for something more productive um than trying to get people to invest in things um you know i think that there's a lot more to be said about the uh, cryptocurrency space the bitcoin space um and the opportunity here than just like you know you can put your money into a moon bag like that's so lame um especially if we're looking something this big um we're talking about money here too you know we're not even just talking about you know pure education, pure investing. Like we're talking about what is money. So it's a whole new world. And just, yes, I'm careful. <laughs> good, good. I'm not. I tell them YOLO out, bitch. Sell that Mustang and just YOLO on it. Put it all on ETH. Let it ride. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I'm, I'm very, well, I'm not very trying sad. to catch like a like a Khaled and a Mayweather because like the fact of the matter is like how many followers do those guys even have? Um, and then, you know, we have crypto influencers who are starting to rival that amount of following and we have the celebrities who are coming back and stuff like that. And if people, if you're listening and you're not familiar with what happened to DJ Khaled and Floyd Mayweather, they were advertising for the Centra card and Centra coin back in 2017, posting all these photos of themselves on private jets with money and being like, use this. And they both got indicted by the SEC and had to pay upwards of $400,000 in fines. Now, listen, I do not have Khaled and Mayweather money. I am going to federal prison and, and that's just not my jam overall like i try not to do things that are going to land me in jail and and i advise that other internet nerds heed that advice <laughs> yeah man That's you gotta be, you gotta be careful especially i watched this documentary called orange is the new black it doesn't look too great <laughs> doesn't look too great so stay out of prison please rachel um jesse what you got man i feel like i'm lambasting this interview right now i feel like i'm really I'm just enjoying it. I'm just listening and, you know, laughing. 
<laughs> That's not the point of being an interviewer, though. You just... what, what do you mean? I, when I have something interesting to say, I interject. You know, I ask my question. That's very true. I'm going to stop pressuring you. I'm going to stop putting pressure on you. Um, right, let me ask you a question, actually, Rachel. Um, just this is this is more like just a random question. Um, well, not that random. Did you actually have to try to kind of get the sort of uh, traction you've got going in terms of your audience? In crypto, in terms of like uh, delivering like a uh, an entertainment package, I mean, like do, that's a rude question. <laughs> um, yes, did I actually have to try? Um, no, 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 no. Listen, listen. I think I think it's only rude because uh, maybe you, you think that I I have seen your content, but I barely just skimmed it. Does that make sense? Okay. So um, my secret sauce, if people would like to know, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of layers to, you know, uh, working on the internet. You know, I, I consider myself an internet specialist, not just a social media specialist. Um, yeah, I make fun, entertaining content, but like, I, I focus, I focus in on the community. I follow, you know, my, hey, I follow my branding. I, I'm, I'm a sick marketer. I, I don't know how to explain it because the way you asked the question was so rude. Um, but, <laughs> like, no, I'm, not, I'm not like shooting shots at you. I'm just telling it how it is because the people oh. have heard it too. <laughs> no, was, I really, I really did not imply any rudeness. That's, that's interesting. So for those that don't know Jesse, that was not a rude question. That is just a Jesse question. So sorry, <laughs> Rach. To do what I've done, did I have to try? No, that's the, yeah. That's, like I haven't seen any of your content. I, I I think I think I think that's what you're. I think you're you're coming into that question with like some bias yourself, maybe. Jesse's. I think what Jesse's trying to ask is like, um, you know, was it difficult, or did you find it was like easy to start to gain, um, you know, a lot of followers, a lot of listeners, a lot of really really quickly. Just because of both, you know, maybe, you know, how you are articulating all these. Well, let's just face it. Crypto is complex. Bitcoin is complex and it's the least complex of all of them, in my opinion. So, like, in doing all that, did you think it was easy or, or, or difficult or like, did you? I think that's what you're trying to ask, right, Jesse? Yeah, because like we, we tried to do like a Solidity programming show and like, I mean, what's the audience for that really? Like we tried to like jazz it up with entertainment. It got up to four, stuff. baby. It got up to that's, four that's one day. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, <laughs> what, what, what we do is like, I'm, I'm not sure if like we should change like what we do in terms of like some of the other stuff that we, the content that we try to make that's more, you know, educational versus, you know, infotainment wise. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there are different audiences for different kinds of entertainment and education. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you I mean, you do have to try if you want to get an audience. That's absolutely something, um, you know, I've I've spent many, many hours doing, putting work into it. Like, yeah, I, I'm not really sure how to how to address the question. I'm sorry. Um, it's, all good. it's just very broad. It's just like maybe maybe like you're pulling from your background in terms of like being production manager for the Blue Man Group. Maybe you have, you know, some secret sauce that like, you know, you're you're using. Not well, the thing is, like I, my I think 
I think the deepest thing that you look at when you do social media is paying attention to what's going on on the outside, um, as opposed to just what it is that you're doing, right? So I, I watch the narrative, I watch the social spaces, um, I see what's actually going on in them. And, it, and there's more than just making commentary on social spaces, um, in my opinion, there's there's an inflow and outflow. Um, social media marketing is a whole beast, um, a literal beast. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. If people, you know, at home are trying to get more audiences, I, I would consider multi-platform approaches and looking more into the backend stuff. Um, I think that there's, there's a, you know, there's multi layers, uh, and just like what people see on Twitter isn't, isn't even, I don't know, like the tip of the iceberg when it comes to social influence. Um, I think that's more the answer. Like I was looking for, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said in short there's layers to this shit, Jesse. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's there's... interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I mean, Rachel, we're like, terrible at it. So, if anything, if you, I kind of feel you like were we're... To, like 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 I'm just give you like a palpable example. Like if you were to go on Google right now and type in crypto finally on the image search, I'm you will it. find like hundreds of images, hundreds of pages, like it, it's ridiculous. And that's that's where you can start to see um, what I mean about social algorithm and, and multi-platform and all this stuff. Like that's a, it's a marketing plan. <laughs> oh yeah, I see all these pictures here. You got the blockbuster, but it says blockchain instead of blockbuster. Wait, are you yeah, low-key saying that? Maybe, that, are you <laughs> trying to say blockchain is going to be a thing of the past one day? No, someone wanted to send me a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's more simple than I was making it, actually. <laughs> I haven't Damn. taken any crypto selfies. Jesse, well. we yes, are not know. doing this right. You have so much shit on the internet. We're not doing this right. Jesse, if anything, that was a question about advice on how to do the yeah. internet better. Pretty much. Why don't you word it like that, then? Even I was like, oh, What do you oh. mean? So what do you mean? Great. What do I mean? That was a rude right. question. Even the dog was upset. I really didn't. I, yeah, okay. Sorry about that, Rachel. Even, even, Rachel's, even Rachel's dog was like, what the fuck, man? Okay. Anyways. But, but no, no. But anyway, my point being, I like to say that I do the internet, which is a weird way to introduce myself to people, too. But you can sort of see what I mean when you when you look into it like that. Definitely. And you, you got to be careful introducing yourself like that, too. Um, be careful. Um the second most uh, Google term, if you type in, if you don't type in all the way to crypto finally, if you just make it to crypto final, the second suggestion is crypto finally only fans. Yep. See, that's what I'm saying. You got to be careful when you say I do the Internet. I'm just saying. Um, so when we I like to segue by saying I'm about to segue. So I'm about to segue <laughs> into a question. And that is. What is going on with MTV? So the only reason I ask is because I think like I, I barely run my Twitter on the Bitcoin podcast, but I remember you hitting us up and you're like, hey, I'm going on MTV. I'm going to show them what this Bitcoin shit's about. It's going to be baller. Uh, do you want to participate in that? And I think Andy, uh, shout out to Andy, who basically runs our Twitter, was like, yeah, we do. But then I don't know what happened from that. So, like, were you doing some sort of project with MTV and Bitcoin and MTV was going to try to educate these uh, TikTokers about, like, what's going on in crypto world? 
I was on MTV. That thing um, happened. There was a series that they were doing that was a remake of True Life um, called True Life Crime. And they were do they did an hour-long episode about this SIM swap hack that happened at Consensus in 2018. And they brought me on to talk about cryptocurrency. So that already happened. Um, I, I it, it was called like the like something like the five million dollar sim swap hack or something like that and mtv true life mm. crime um, but yeah they basically asked me to reach out to like crypto people but i think you know a lot of people i don't know if you were one of the people who was confused i know there were a lot of people who were confused a lot of people thought that they were going to be on mtv um but that's not really what mtv wanted they wanted people to do coverage of it um and that kind of thing. So like whatever I gave MTV, everyone's information. I don't know who or what they actually ended up reaching out to. So oh, that, that occurred. Yeah, it did. Um, in, in February, I believe it was February, um, that that happened. Man, I'm jealous. Cause I've been trying to get on TV since I was like 10 years old. I, I used to watch every season of the real world and I tried to get on the real world for like a decade straight. And then I just kind of figured like after I turned 18, of course, I just kind of figured that, that I it was either A, um, not pretty enough, or B, not black enough, or C, too black. So there's three things. And so I don't know. I just, that's what I just chalked it up to. But anyways, how was your MTV experience? I was, was going to say good? it was weird. Like, no, it was honestly a little bit strange. Um, they cut, like, the weirdest moments. And, like, I, I was just kind of uncomfortable during it. Um but the guy, the co-host of the show was really great. Um, his name's Domati, and like we like drank a lot of six dollar wine and stuff like that. Um, but nice. it, they ended up uh, printing, uh, printing, um, showing like this weird cut where I was just like, you know, Bitcoin can be very dangerous, basically. And it's like that was amidst like a much larger conversation about like you know seed phrases and protecting yourself and not getting SIM swapped and using you know two FA and like you know pin codes with your cell phone providers and like all this stuff. But what they caught was Bitcoin really can be very dangerous. You know, literally that like two second clip, like that kind of thing is what they ended up running. And then they called me the crypto expert, which like is fine. I don't care. Whatever. Call me the crypto expert. But like <laughs> crypto Twitter lost it, you know, completely lost it. And like I, I it, it kind of goes to show like how little like the crypto Twitter world knows about like mainstream media because everyone's like, how dare she call herself the crypto expert? And it's like, yeah, because I run MTV. Um, and so like that's how the experience was. <laughs> There's a lot of articles about like that exact instance. I think one of them was called um industry gets mainstream media exposure surprisingly salty like that was like in news btc like it, it was it was a whole thing <laughs> hey if you ain't I, I i'm a fan of hip-hop music and there is this theme in hip-hop music that says if you ain't got no haters you ain't doing shit so obviously you're doing something because if that many people were upset then you know Oh, they're always upset. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm infamous. It's What's the like, most if, upset if, if thing you've ever... If they didn't want it to go to my head, like if they did not want the infamy to go to my head, they should have stopped months ago. What's the most <laughs> upset my... you've ever made crypto Twitter to date? What? What's the most upset you've made crypto Twitter to date? Oh, God. I mean, I... Um... God, a... it was around then. It was like, you know, like, let's cite... 
MTV happened, response to MTV was, I'm sure you guys have seen the photo of me and Charles Hoskinson in Vegas. Um, that happened. No, everyone else has. Um, and then that happened. I think after that, it was NF, me trying to sell a selfie for 10 Ethereum. Like that was big. Um, fucking sorry i'm not probably not supposed to curse on this let um, it fucking ride let it fucking okay. ride wait okay well coindesk fucking posted painted this whole article calling me like this thirst trap nft like all this stuff anyway only fans thirst trap nft that shit was in nasdaq like oh my god anyway people really care <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't matter it's it, it's thing after thing like things like that though but it's also stupid you know like i've never scammed anybody like you know i i, I don't steal people's money i i don't take shit sponsorships like i i just literally have fun and no one likes it that, that's about it i would like to know a little bit more go ahead go ahead jess <laughs> it's gonna seem like like i i i really don't like again sorry for before and i really don't know a lot of your content actually um, but you seem like you have like the energy and like like the the fun energy of like Liza Koshi, but like crypto version seems like. I mean, fun energies. I don't know what the reference is, but I, I'm all in for fun energy. Yeah, no, you just seem like a really nice person. Who's Liza Thank Koshi? You. Liza Koshi. She's a comedian on YouTube. I just remember I watched some. Uh, she she did like uh, what's the uh, the Hollywood uh, drag um event that they have going I'm trying to remember uh you talking about avatar no no um but she 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 um she would stand by the entrance and watch people yeah yeah no it's not it's not a drag race it's um it's where they the the theme is like always something campy you know what i'm talking about are you talking about not drag me. racing like with we, the, we run with in, the engines we run in different circles d I think that <laughs> no, no, like, like uh, she, she was just like commenting on the on what people were wearing, you know, like, um, like Lady Gaga came in with like this multi-layered dress, and it was just interesting. You know, she would, she's just like cooing over celebrities because she's very excited. Yeah, the Met Gala. That's what it is, Alicia. Thank you, thank mm. you. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they drag raced out in Hollywood. I thought that was more of a Middle America, Texas thing drag the like drag i, I don't oh. think they do that i know i'm just i'm just it was, it was a pun <laughs> it was a bad one um what i, I want to know a little bit more about this uh this scandal with mr hoskinson oh nothing we're just old friends um and no one's ever had a female friend in their life because no one can get out of their mom's basement basically it, well, there wasn't a scandal pictures. someone like uh, ken bosak actually in fact is the root of that scandal if you truly want to um oh. ken bosak uh took a paparazzi photo of me hanging out with charles and posted it on the internet for shits and giggles um without telling me and then i told him like please take that down um and then he gave me like, oh, well, that's why I posted it. And I was like, okay, whatever, please take it down. And then it did not resurface again until after I was on MTV when Chico Crypto posted it um, and made this whole big deal. And it was really slanderous and mean. It was like, this girl's on MTV. The post said something like, this girl was on MTV, but look at her like with this scammer, Charles Hoskinson, like blah, blah, blah. How do you think she got there? Like all this bullshit. It's like, Charles has never been like it. 
help me get something <laughs> like anyway um but yeah like 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 screw like the photo and like the the talk and stuff like that like i you know oh, i think i see the photo. notoriously the little red hen and i shall do it myself and i shall do it again and i shall not share the cake anyway but that photo <laughs> released again chico crypto put it out um and then that quieted down for a little bit um but then you know i reached out to ken and because he, because then at this point, someone else had posted another photo. It was a photo of me and Charles, a photo of me and Tone Vase, and a photo of me and Ken Bosak. And it says, who hasn't had crypto finally this year? And Ken starts commenting on it. Ha, 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 ha. So I DM, DM him, like, piss the fuck off because he's my real life friend. Um, me and him had been at a bar eating a sampler platter three days earlier. I bought him hot wings. And I'm like, Ken, like, that's not funny. Like, please don't draw your audience to this issue because, like, I don't want this to blow up. And he blocked me and posted. Well, yeah, I said that, but I was really fucking mad. Like, I was cursed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was not being kosher in the messages, just for the record, for context of the next part. He blocks me and then posts my DMs on Twitter. Um, and then there's maybe three days of everything sucks. Uh, and then BitLord posts the picture. And then when BitLord posts the picture, that's when it really fucking pops off. That's like another week or so, something like that. Anyway, that's what happened there. Um, I'm still friends with Charles. Uh, he's come on my channel several times since that fucking incident went down. Um, and, you know, he's been really cool. Um, a lot of people could have just said, like, fuck this social media stuff that was, like, big and bad for my brand or whatever. But Charles has actually, like, stood the fuck up and been like, you know what? Like, I'm not letting this trash thing discredit her. Like, he still thinks that what I do in the space is really cool um, and participates in it. And, you know, I think that's really awesome. I think that when people use voice for for good, you know, as opposed to shying away and letting, like, you know, bad negative narrative, like, take over the space, I I think we can see really positive things happen. You know, you can't let like trolls, you know, take things over entirely. Um, so anyway, I, th I think he handled the situation. He never addressed it publicly, um, but I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think the situation was handled as it was. Um, I've known him since 2018. Um, I believe we met for the first time at the first ever blockchain futurist conference. Um, so then this photo that was on the internet was taken in October of 2019 and then released in February, 2020. So it's like, just like a lot of people really giving a shit about my life. Oof. Like a lot of people. That sounds... And then I called crypto because I also knew Chico in the real world. Like these are not like just influencer guys on the internet. Like my relationship to them is not the same as like, you know, people at home watching them. Like I've, I've hung out with Chico. Like I have lots of photos of me having drinks with Chico before I knew he was insane. Um, I called him. I literally called him on the phone when he posted that picture and said all that nasty stuff about me. And I was like, hey, man, like, literally, like, why'd you do that? Like, can you take that down? That's not cool. And he's like, fuck Charles Hoskinson, that scammer you're trying to fucking protect. I'm like, no, dude, like, this is not good. Like, like, this is not, this is not like, wow. this is going to turn into something that I don't want to deal with. And then he starts, this is just the best part of the story. This is the crux in the end. Chico's screaming, I'm Chico Crypto. I do what I want. Like, and he's just going over and over again. I'm Man. Chico Crypto. I'm Chico go crypto and i'm i just hung up the phone on him i'm like okay this is fucking bananas like all you nerds um <laughs> but that's what happened that is that is the scandal yeah that's the side of crypto twitter that i stay very far from 
Well, I mean, also, in my opinion, this was this was the first time we've ever had like a paparazzi fucking scandal. Like that's what it was. It was a photo that I didn't know was being taken of me in the real world living my real life, right? Mm-hmm. Um Typically, when we make things fun of things on crypto Twitter, it's like a photo they posted that was cringy or like a clip of a video or something that was source information or found from the Internet. Like, I've never seen something quite like what happened with that photo of me and Charles. Never quite something to that degree within the cryptocurrency industry. Someone who took a picture of me that I wasn't aware of and then went viral. So... Mm -hmm. That's that. I mean, that was like kind of my takeaway on that one. Um, it was weird, and, and I hope that our community doesn't con- like act that way. You know, like you talk about influencers and celebrity. You know, I'm not necessarily even like like I said, I, I can take it on, but it's not that I'm considering it. But when things like that start to happen, when people care enough about my life um, to turn it into a viral sensation, and like I'm sure that everyone who's listening now has already Googled it, and you have found it because it is there. On yeah, definitely, internet. definitely found it. Definitely, yeah. definitely found it all. But you'll hey. also, if you just search crypto finally in the top bar, you will find me in tone vase with his hand on the small of my back, which was a casual photo we took at the Bitcoin 2019 conference. But people were so obsessed with it that it was the fourth hit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, it's it's influencer, right? It um, it's not it's not like it's. It's not like your goal is necessarily to be influential, but people do start to care. And then you need to think about what the terminology is for that. Um, why do people care so much? Uh, and and that's just sort of like what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Jesse, man, we're going to be influencers, bro. You got to be ready for that. No. Dude. no, I'm good. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I that's like so- our audience. They're very, they're very like, they're just, you know, like, I feel like I'm an old person, you know, does that make sense? Like, absolutely. Like my friends, sometimes they have more energy than me. I'm just like, I don't know, I feel like that old guy. Like, I don't know hey. what's going on on social media, because I just I'm just not that connected. Well, Dude. it's it's true. And like, I don't, I, I honestly don't really know what your guys is like, following sizes look like across platforms. Um, I'm not following discriminatory. <laughs> but I was having a conversation with, um with girl gone crypto leah who i work with a lot the other day um about our friend tim bitcoin weatherman who i do all these live streams with and he's just taken like a personal hiatus and i'm gonna start streaming with him again soon but we were talking about like his audience right and he's got maybe like three thousand followers on twitter but when i stream with him he has this like great dedicated audience that just loves tim right and like there's something really special about having that dedicated audience that really tuning in for you and what you have to say um and i sort of envy that in some ways that's probably I feel like our audience is a lot of professionals just a lot of developers or people who are just interested in crypto that are like uh older people maybe even yeah <laughs> yeah that's probably yeah. true we have we're maximum chill that's what our audience is that's what i like to say so um I want to know one last thing, and then we're going to ask you our um, our trademark question. Um, and it is trademark. So if any of you guys listening, you're thinking of starting your own podcast, you're like, I could podcast better than these bitches can. And you want to steal our question? We're going to fuck you up with the law. So right before we get into our trademark question, um, you got banned on Instagram, which I thought could only happen for reasons that um 
you know, rated R reasons. But how did you get banned from Instagram? Uh, you can also get banned from jelly haters. Um, so I was mass reported as impersonating myself. Um, I was not the only one banned. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, no, I mean, it was insanity. So like, and if, I, I mean, I kind of, I, I kind of like amplified this. I, I didn't amplify the story, but I, but I gave it a voice on the internet, right? Like this is something that could have just disappeared, but I wasn't going to allow it to just disappear. I made a big deal out of this. Um, my Instagram disappeared as did Leah, uh, Girl Gone Cryptos, as did uh, Catalina, Tech with Catalina. Um, so all three of our Instagrams actually disappeared like overnight. And this was in the midst of the Binance Awards, right? So I was nominated um, as the best influencer in North America by Binance. And coincidentally, or not so much, I was the only woman in the entire world who was nominated in the Crypto Influencer Awards by Binance in the entire world. Um, and so I, you know, was talking about that because I could, there were one or two options for me in that scenario. The first option was I could have been like, I'm the best and no other girls deserve to be on this roster. The whole world, I'm the only female influencer that can be acknowledged. But instead, you know, I'm being reasonable. Hey, I think there's a gender disparity issue going on here. In what fucks world are you doing global nominations? And there are 25 nominees and crypto finally is the only woman, right? And so I was critical about it. And I was talking about it a lot. And, and so a lot of the crypto Twitter, you know, they're not very savvy in feminist theory. Um, and they never have been. And I've done a lot of this stuff with them. But um, a lot of them are like, you just want the votes because you're the only woman. And I'm like, nah, Binance is pulling some tomfuckery. And then I wake up the next day and my Instagram's gone. Girl Gone Crypto, who I work with, is gone. And Tech with Catalina, who surprisingly enough was actually nominated for the Latin American Awards, but was not broadcast from the Binance channels, right? So Binance completely disregarded the Latin American reward awards that had the other like one woman in it. Those were not even mentioned on the like official Binance channels. Her thing was gone too. Um, and so I made this whole like live stream about it. And then like CZ retweeted it and was like, this isn't right. And I was like, yeah, CZ. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically a bunch of jelly haters uh, mass reported. If you mass report someone enough on Instagram, you can get it taken down. I was not taken down for any uh, community violations or anything like that. Literally both me and Girl Gone Crypto, the notice we got was that it was impersonation. Mm. Yeah. Well so they, they, they were trying to pretend to be ourselves basically. And then Instagram brought it back. Um, eventually we got our Instagrams back. So like I am still on Instagram right now, but I totally gave up after that happened. Like I used to like, I used to post all this fun, different stuff on Instagram and now it's just like a sea of selfies. Um, and that partially has to do with like me getting beaten to a pulp by like, you know, press sentiment about my Instagram disappearing and like getting it banned and all this. I just gave up. Sometimes you just got to give up. <laughs> Yeah, man. Just take a break from the old Insta and hit them back. Go back to it. But um, you ready for the? Are you ready for the question? The question. The question. In ten words or less, can you describe Bitcoin? In ten words, I gotta like put my hands up. It's pathetic. Bitcoin is a peer-to-peer -peer decentralized network without trust. I count eight. What'd you get there, Jesse? That was ten. That was 10? I counted them on my hand. Oh, I usually don't count is a. I don't count those. Okay, that, well, that's, you got to tell me the qualifications of the question because those are words. 
Nope, I sure don't. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay, so but you said 10 or less, so it was eight, so that was correct. Yeah, yeah I mean, you hit it out of the ballpark. I did you it, want, thank you. You want a bag of Cheetos. Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like yeah. You like Flaming Hots? Dope. Yeah, That's all. Got like a box of Flaming Hot Cheetos in the mail one time. That's all we that's all we do here at uh, the Bitcoin podcast is flaming hot Cheetos and none of that limon bullshit. I see it all the time, flaming hot limon. Nobody wants your lime flavored. We just want the spice, baby. All right. So, anyways, Rachel, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yes, thank you for having um, me. This has been fun. Sorry, I'm that sorry that I'm Twitter. Go ahead. What do you say? No, I'm. This is just how I always am. I said I'm sorry if I'm contentious. This is just. Oh, you're good. I'm sorry. I didn't think you were contentious at all. Yeah, I think I think Jesse's a rude ass is what I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just messing with you, Jess. Thank you. Uh, Keep it up. You know, we're on the cusp of another bull market, so I'm pretty sure um, the same exact things are. This is like crypto is like one giant deja vu session. You're going to be doing your thing. You're going to go to a conference. You're going to have some drinks with an old friend. Some, it's going to be a, a deja vu for you. At least you've been through it one time. Like this is, you know, this is just crypto. So, you know, thank you for being a personality in it and making sure the newbie noobs don't get uh, wrecked. I'm using all the terms now. I'm using all the terms. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. And we are back. Hope you enjoyed that interview with Rachel. Um, very pleasant. And, whoa, that was a weird noise. I'm sorry, audience. Very pleasant individual. Um, you know, she's ace. Um, check her out on Twitter, Crypto Finally. It's a play on words because she's finally found crypto. No, I'm kidding. That was the assumption on my part. Wild assumption. So... You guys know what it is. We're starting a poll on Twitter. If you do think Jesse was a jerk, you could say yes. If you don't think Jesse was a jerk, you could say no. I'm glad I don't go on social media. I'm going to vote no, bro, because I know you. Like, I know where your heart is. And I know that was innocent. And I know it was pure. But she was like, how dare you? She was really offended. And I was like, wait, what did I say? I didn't understand what I said. I told you because I typed on the side. I was like, that was really funny. That was really funny because she's yeah, like, she's not taking yeah. it how you asked it. Yeah, I did. It was weird. But, Strange. Uh, but let's move along. So it's turkey season, guys. So if you go to the Bitcoin dot com and put in the coupon code gobble that turkey, you will get nothing because we are not that organized in the back end of this show. Uh, <laughs> but we do have a shop. <laughs> we do have a, we have a store. Uh, where you can buy clothes and maybe just maybe we will have some turkey day shit going for it and you can check it out store.thebitcoinpodcast.com we also have a slack like we're always saying things we're always saying hey join the slack and you guys join the slack and you like it there why because our community is different all right our community is unique we have individuals in our community that make it a community and it's not like a little trader community where we're going to be like, hey, bro, pay $15 a month and we're going to give you all the coolest cryptos to buy when really all we're doing is taking the alphabet and shuffling it up and throwing it your way with some pretty charts. We're not like that. We talk about the tech. We talk about philosophies of what could and couldn't be. Uh, there's a lot of highly, 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 
highly, highly, highly, highly, highly revered professionals in there. If you can, if you can say how many times I said highly, then I'm going to give you five dollars in Litecoin. Uh, but you only get that five dollars in Litecoin if you're in the Slack. So join the Slack. Go to the BitcoinPodcast.com, push the button that says Slack, and put your information in there. Unless you're a Trump supporter, and I find out, and then I'm going to kick you out. What? That's too funny. So funny you didn't laugh. Uh, yeah, no, I said. <laughs> so, um, uh, what other things? Jesse has a YouTube that he doesn't want you to follow. <laughs> he also has a Twitch that he doesn't want you to follow. Um, we have a YouTube that's pretty whack, to be tr- truthful with you. If you go to the Bitcoin Podcast Network on YouTube, you'll find it. But something that we do want you to do, listen to this closely, is become a patron. I know you're asked from all areas of the internet in your life to give money to the internet for the people that do things on the internet, but we're one of those people and we're no different, right? We want to continue to make a good show and we want to elevate our skills. We've been in this game for five years. We want to be in the game for 50. Uh, in order to do that, we got to up our ante and we can't up our ante unless you help support us, right? So we do have somebody whose sole function is to run both our Patreon and, and our merch, merchant store. So you will see a lot of unique, fun, new stuff and new correspondence coming from us in that avenue. I would hope that you would take that avenue. And we have tiers of things that we have on Patreon that we're trying to accomplish. We'd like to hire a researcher. We'd like to hire a writer. You know, we have goals. We'd like to start an actual show on YouTube that's viable. And we can't ever seem to do that because that actually costs a little bit of money. If you want to make it good. So... If you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash the Bitcoin Podcast Network. And what you can do from that point is sign up for a tier. Our boy Danny. Danny's going to hook you up with your stuff. We got stickers. We got Cheetos. We got shirts. Um, You know, we also have vintage pornography that we could send you. I found some from when I moved out of my house when I was a kid the other day. So if you want any of that action, we got you. You know, we might need to make a tier for that, though. <laughs> times times are changing, Jesse. Porn ain't the way it used to be. Um, What else, Jesse? What else do we do? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Boost blocks, baby. Go to, get yourself no, some don't boost. <laughs> don't do it. It's All too right. soon. Too soon. You have to wait. All right. I'll back off. I'll back off with the boost blocks then. Um, that's all we have, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. I want to make sure I don't miss any shout outs. Actually, um, shout out to Megan the Stallion. Uh, you know, nobody rocks it quite the way that you do, Miss Stallion. And I appreciate everything that you do for humanity. Just zombifying us with your twerking prowess. If you were an X-Men, that would be your superpower. To just distract the enemies with your twerk ability while Cyclops and Wolverine and the rest saved humanity from impending doom, right? The way that you twerk is special. I'd also like to give a shout out to Zoe Saldana. Um, You know, I'm just going to keep doing it, girl, until you respond. All right. And I'd like to give a shout out to Zazi Beats as well. Congratulations on your new gig. 
and pick up your Instagram game. It's not as good as other people's Instagram game. And that's it. Jesse, do you have any shout-outs? No. None whatsoever? Not really. I mean, shout-out to everybody who helps support the podcast, uh, whether you're a listener Weak. or whether you're... What do you mean? It's true. It's a weak-ass shout-out. Obviously, we support. Mean? We're making the show for them. Yeah, but without them, you couldn't make like it wouldn't it wouldn't, it I wouldn't be I'm there. Just, you know? I'm just messing with you. Do your thing. I didn't mean to shit on it. Yeah. Do your thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, thank you, Alicia, for producing the show and bringing on the interviews. Uh, that you know, thanks, thanks to everybody. Thanks to Daniel for trying to lo- look at the uh, Shopify and stuff, and thanks for D for being funny every weekend. And Corey, he'll be back for being big brain. <laughs> I do more than be funny. I do other things. <laughs> No I'm kidding. That's really my shtick. That's how I'm making it through everything. Uh, keep going. We'll give some more shout outs, bro. Thank you, Andy, for marketing. Thanks to thanks to Ken for posting those Instagram posts in the Slack. Thanks. Oh yeah, it is Thanksgiving. This is a good this is a good way to end this podcast. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. It actually is. Uh who else? Thank you to Pilgrims, bro. Thank you to Pilgrims. Uh, I don't know about those Pilgrims. Well, for Thanksgiving. Mm, That's deep. You don't have to take it there. I was talking about Thanksgiving. I was thinking about the whole holiday. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. But, yeah, okay. All right. Well, (laughs) shout out to Turkeys, bro, for laying it all on the line just for us to have turkey sandwiches for a week straight. Thank you. Oh, true. We love that of you. Like, thank you for the thank you for being a turkey, bro. Um, shout out to, um, you know, garbage collectors for the following week. There's, they're going to be heavier because of all the food, right? So like stretch, you know, don't blow your back out. Shout out to, um, Michelle Obama, of course, how you do what you do. We don't know, but thank you. Um, should we give some other shout outs? Are we missing anyone? I don't know. What about people in the Shout out yeah. to Joe. Always. Joe yeah. Blau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killing Joe. it in there. You know, you're killing it. Shout out to Yagi. Yagi, you know? yep. Mash Pat. Mash Pat, yep. There's a lot of people in there. Shout out to you. You know? And yeah. shout out, shout out to you. Troll supporter for making it this far into this show after I shat on you like seven times. But really, stop listening to my show. All right. Unsubscribe and go away, please. All right. Play the outro.